Hi everybody and welcome to the pilot episode of As a Matter of Fact, the podcast. I'm Tom Lalev and I'm doing this together with the amazing Anatorius Sparky. And yeah, we're we're kind of figuring out if we're good at this. <laughs> we're good at email. We decided to to make a podcast about it. And we're really looking forward to this adventure. Uh, we're doing this session from the mill in Delft. It's called The Rose. Literally translates to The Rose. So there goes. It's a mill from the 18th century. Well, part of this podcast is that we show how diverse and how flexible email is to show that you can literally work from everywhere. So that's what we're doing now. Yanatori, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hello, I'm Yanatori and I have a really long name. Uh, I just moved from Montreal, Canada to the Netherlands where I met uh, Tom in a unfashionable way, actually. It was like weird way to meet, but uh, with COVID, I guess that's the only way to meet through a Slack channel, one of our favorite yeah. Slack channels, the Email Geek Slack channel. So. Um, I arrived in the Netherlands. I was all alone and I decided, you know, there's a Netherlands feed in the, or what do you call them, channels in Slack. And I just said hello and a bunch of nice Dutch people <laughs> fly back. And then we started talking and then the rest is history. Now you're stuck with me and we're talking about email even more. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hear a lot from you, um, especially because, well, you're probably going to talk for 80% of the podcast. But um, apart from that, <laughs> really looking forward to, to this. As I told you guys, my name is Tom Leilever and I um, I do marketing uh, for an email company. So that is kind of my role. Yannister, what brought you to the Netherlands? I think people would like to know that. During a pandemic, what brought me to the Netherlands? Other than the French fries yeah, and the amazing cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I was very lucky. I got an amazing offer from an awesome company called Harlem Next. And uh, I get to take care of deliverability which is something I am really passionate about and people are so confused about about it. Even if uh, they've known me for a long time and I've tried to explain it to them a million different ways, they, at the end of the day, it's just so you send emails, right? And I do yeah. not actually, I don't actually send out the emails. <laughs> so that's yeah. the reason I'm in the Netherlands and uh, the French fries as well. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, people hold you accountable for, for the spam emails in their inbox, right? <laughs> I have, that is what I, I ran into on birthdays or even my neighbor. I, I told him that I worked in email and I, like you, I, I don't even send emails. <laughs> I mean, I rarely do that, but um, as you can hear my English, well, it's not my native language, so you'll get used to it. Now, my, I talked to my neighbor about working in email and he said, oh, so you're sending all the newsletters and, <laughs> and and you're sending all the spam. And I'm like, no, yes. no, I, I don't do that. <laughs> and I think he could be, yeah, and I think he is um, part of our target audience to really show um, how cool email can be, and is, of course, and to show that it's more than just the spam that, <laughs> that um, <laughs> annoys people or more than the newsletters that no one's waiting for um, and really tell people, about the industry, about how cool emo can be, how cool emo people are, <laughs> and, and basically point, tell right? everyone. Yeah, that's the that's the whole point of the show, and I think um, we've got quite the ammunition to to do that, and and basically tell everyone you everyone can be an email. You know, it's a really broad industry, really interesting. Like ourselves, we do well quite different stuff apart from this podcast, which we do together. 
Yeah, I, I do marketing for for a email vendor, Flowmailer, and you do email deliverability for not a vendor. For a brand, um, technically. Just yeah. for a brand. Yeah, so that's two different worlds, but it all revolves about around email. And I think that is, well, for this podcast only, it shows the diversity in our field. Yeah. And I think that this podcast could really highlight that, show how cool it is. And like I said in the beginning, to show... Well, how, how flexible it can be because, well, we're recording this from the windmill. Like I said, <laughs> it's the only mill left in Delft. And we plan on doing that more often and, and really show people, well, and show you how cool the Netherlands can be, right? Uh, oh, yeah, you, it's you so show- cute and quaint. That's the word <laughs> you guys use, right? The quaint. That's how it translates. There's a word you guys use for the Netherlands. Susanna's, um, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> that one. <laughs> no, but that's the whole point. Like that guy, your neighbor complained about the, oh, the spam emails. And the purpose of this podcast is to share with the world what we what we know that no one knows about. Because email is not about how many exclamation points you put in your subject line and how beautiful your design yeah. is. Uh, there's a, a lot more to it. And if people knew about it, your neighbor probably wouldn't be complaining as much. Because people would be exactly. doing the right thing. But yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's funny because he works in design and knows a lot about marketing, but still he's complaining to me as someone who is not even involved in sending emails or, well, no, I am not, but he's complaining to me about the spam in his <laughs> Gmail inbox, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> even people that are slightly involved or should know better still have this weird idea that um, email is either dead, which I you're not going to hear me say this out loud any longer. This is the final, <laughs> this is the last time I'm going to say email marketing isn't dead. Because I, I hate that. that sentence and you know it. But <laughs> yeah, people tend to, to, to see email as, well, old fashioned maybe, or something that doesn't require a lot of attention. And I think this podcast shows that it deserves that attention. Mm. You just need to have the right information to be able to make the right decisions. And that's the problem. Everybody's working with email based on assumptions and assumptions only. Yeah. There's a, obviously there's some logic into it. They're not just, you know, doing random things, but the tools, the leading tools out there don't force or educate as much as, as much as they could. I understand that they have uh, shareholders and they're making billions of dollars a day and they have other things to think about. But when you yeah. do have a tool, you should be able to make sure people know how to take care of it. Just like buying a car, right? You buy a car, maybe you bought the car and they told you, don't forget to change your put gas in it. But they might not tell you you have to change your oil or how, how many kilometers before you change your oil. Um, you have to go figure that out on your own. And if you go to the mechanic and the mechanic tells you, hey, every six months you're going to have to do it. I can't argue with the mechanic. I can no. maybe inform myself to make sure that the mechanic is not trying to rip me off. But I still need to change my oil. And that's the position I'm in. People don't understand what I do. They don't, it's not even a real job for most people. I get hired for jobs and they're just like, I asked them, what am I going to do? And they're like, I don't know. What do you do? Just fix it. So if, if I'm the mechanic in the sense, uh, I'm always told, no, uh, we can't do this. We can't do that. And I'm like, but that's, that's how it works. You have to do it. Uh, if you don't argue with your mechanic about, you know, maybe not how many times you have to do it in a year, but if you have to do it, 
yes, you have to change the oil of your car. And just like yeah. you need consent before sending emails or you know, authenticate your emails or buy a domain, some things you just have to do. And even if it's not a priority, like you don't have to change the oil of your car, but you're going to have to fix it every time it breaks. Same thing here with email. If you don't do certain things, you're going to have to pay somebody like me or somebody like you to fix it. Yep. So let's just uh, share all this information so that people can call us when they have a really interesting project to work on and they want to get to the next level. And they don't know what, how they can get the next level. Not the basic stuff that everybody should know. That's my opinion, though. Yeah, yeah. I think a part of this podcast is also to show how email can be done better for both people that send emails as well as for vendors. You know, so mm-hmm. I wrote about it a while back uh, about transformational leadership, where email vendors really enforce certain kinds of well things like SPF, DCM, DMARC. You know, the basic. Yeah things for email authentication. Email vendors just don't enforce it and let people send emails without any authentication, barely help when something goes wrong. And I think that is going to be required. And I think we can have a a role in that is to to show how email can be better, how email can be done better. It's so easy. You know what I mean? And so many technical parts that might scare people, but we can explain to them really, or at least I think I can. (laughs) <laughs> we can explain it really, really simply. As long as you understand why you have to do it, most of the things can be done by somebody else. There's a bunch of support teams out there and they'll just do it for you because it will make you a happy customer. When you send emails and you're getting nothing from it, you might start thinking, you know what? Email marketing is not for my business, which is fine. You know, it, it isn't for every single business. If you're a lawyer, no. email marketing might not be the most the most reliable way to communicate no. with your, your customers. <laughs> An actual email, yes, but not a, you know, a campaign. Yeah. Or an email blast, like they like to call them. The retention campaign for for lawyers would be would be funny. <laughs> you know, oh, I've received some. <laughs> yeah. So next time you get in trouble, please reach out to us. <laughs> it wasn't okay. even that. That would have been funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Just trying to sell like random services, and I went there because I needed an agreement signed. That mm-hmm. was it, and I started getting these like divorce emails and these like uh, what to do and have kids and you know like keep the kids. Yeah. And I was like, um, Have you heard about nope. our other services? <laughs> it's not oh, yeah, a service I, just, I needed. I just don't but need them. Yeah. Can yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay, you funny. imagine a criminal lawyer <laughs> setting retention campaigns? <laughs> That'd be how <laughs> funny. <laughs> That'd be really funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you doing drugs this weekend? Here's my number in case you need to close by. Like, what the exactly. hell? Protection uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I would like to design one and try and find one, like to create one where the content actually makes sense. And people will be like, you know what? I should save this email. I think I'm going to try yeah. it out and see if I can come up with an email that people would be like, oh, this kind of makes sense. Let's see if I'll succeed. Exactly. And I'll share it with or, everybody or- can laugh. <laughs> yeah, set email sending date at three years ahead because then his sentence <laughs> is over and he'll be out of prison. The first email he sees is, hey, ever get in trouble again? <laughs> you know what to oh, find you me. Sent, you put a coupon there. You know, here's a 50% coupon off like McDonald's or something. <laughs> Bus fare. <laughs> For our loyal customers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it does work. You see a whole strategy. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in, in legal 
<laughs> if you're doing lawyer stuff, we just gave you some free tips on how to, to do email marketing. Uh, <laughs> no, I think part of this podcast is is also to, to share tips or share experiences that we had or others had in the field or in sending emails that they learned from or that we think other people can learn from and, and definitely show how flexible email the, the world of email is apart from <laughs> i see you're trying to get some cheese <laughs> and it doesn't go to plan <laughs> no it did not it's fine i still eat it one thing you cheese. should know about yana tori she, she she moved to the netherlands for for her job but also for the cheeses <laughs> and other stuff and like the that french fries mainly french the french fries, fries. should probably not say um, this in the pilot episode but if you want to bribe me just send a bag of french fries <laughs> That's all it takes. I should never work at Spam House because people are just going to send me fries. I'm going to get fat. And I'd be like, hmm, domain delisted. Let's go. Exactly. Cheapest delisting you'll ever get. 80 cents for <laughs> delisting. <laughs> I know. Oh, a whole bag of French fries. fries. <laughs> <laughs> euros, so, not dollars, by the way. Ah, yeah, euros. Well, for that once, is I correct about somebody a dollar. Else. Yeah, everybody always corrects me because I always say dollars. I like, go, oh, it's five bucks. I'm like, it's not bucks, it's euros. I'm like, okay, come oh. on, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll get used to it. It's only been five months now, right? Yeah. Or I don't think even. I'm ever going to change to euros. Like, I don't know. Nah. It's like dollars, you know? I don't know. It's Canadian in me. Oh, yeah. Maybe. If your bank account has been um, converted to euros as well, you shouldn't be surprised. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it, don't it think about it. If it's in line, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't make a difference whether it says euro sign or dollar sign. Because, well... No, dollar sign. Oops. <laughs> and we wanted to Sorry talk about well yeah cheese cheese brings me to what i wanted to talk about uh, with you is that um, you moved to the netherlands for your job and and i yeah. said it uh, we talked about a why but how's the netherlands so far what are your experiences how do you like it uh, should other people come oh. to, to visit the netherlands for example uh, I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I love it. And so many email people here, so many email companies, so many tech companies. It's, it's just, I'm sorry, but the Netherlands was not on the map for me when it come, it came to email marketing. So for me on the map was yeah. uh, the USA, obviously, because most people were there and I'm Canada. So, and I'm in, from the French part of Canada. I'm from Quebec. So now that I got to move here, everything is, oh, everything is just so pretty. There's flowers everywhere. Why do people need so many flowers? There's flower shops everywhere and everyone i ask like you you've told me the same you don't really buy flowers so who's buying the, all the flowers i mean i know that you guys are big exporters but there's a lot of flower shops here and they're open yeah. and <laughs> the pharmacy is barely open but the flower shops are open which is really funny sure. the french fry places are open the kip nuggets <laughs> chicken nuggets here are really good if one thing that's really interesting is that the chicken nuggets everywhere are very, at least to me, are very close to McDonald's chicken nuggets. In Montreal, when you go, you, you, you McDonald's has chicken nuggets, and everywhere mm-hmm. else has chicken fingers, or they're not really nuggets. So here, you guys have Kip nuggets everywhere. It's the best thing. I'm going to get so <laughs> fat. But but no, I'm not going to get fat because I do take my bike to work almost every day. Yeah, yeah. And we, and we went biking to, yeah. in Delft as well. I, I mean... didn't kill anyone, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm practicing. I'm practicing the don't bike like stand still biking. Like the Dutch people have perfected it. You guys can just stand on a bike without yeah. like actually cycling, <laughs> and the bike doesn't fall right or left. You guys are like, um, what do you call it? The people that like walk on um on the line, on like a 
I'm like putting yeah. my arms out. Like that's going to help you. Um, no, yeah, I, I know, you know what, what you mean, about. but um, you're, yeah, it's like you're that, the one but with the English as their first language. So um. <laughs> I have three first languages. Don't ask so me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one's my first language. When people ask me, I get really confused. I just tell them, what do I say? She's like, well, well you, there are three you know, languages that share first place. <laughs> yeah, and then Spanish yeah. at the end for some reason because of high school for five years. But yeah, no, the Netherlands, back to the Netherlands. So I do bike. I don't <laughs> bike as quickly as the Dutch people. You guys are crazy. No. You guys bike so quickly. It's ridiculous. Oh, One day I'm going to end yeah, up in yeah. a canal. You guys are so scary when you bike. And you go, ring, ring. And then I get really scared from the scooters or the bikes because the scooters are on the bike lanes yeah. for the people who don't know. And one day I will end up in a canal. So I keep asking people if they've ever fallen in a canal. So far, I have not met anyone who's fallen in a canal. I haven't nope. fallen in a canal. But I'm waiting for COVID to be gone and see people, you know, Friday nights, Saturday nights, biking back home at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. There must be people that end up in the canals. Period. Well, There's you no way up, in hell. Right? Yeah, you you got plus one. I mean, uh, we talked about it with uh, uh, some people that I know. And, and he said, well, someone fell into fell into the canals and, and got out. So it's at least 501, 501. people that fell into the canal. And <laughs> the others, well, videos. they died. <laughs> oh, no, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I'm very happy with my swap feats. Uh, I got a nice electric one, so I get to work. And I everybody's like, oh, you got an electric bike. You're going to go so quickly. So Google Maps says it should take me 30 minutes. And with my electric bike, it takes me about 40 minutes because <laughs> I'm being really safe. And everybody's yeah, just yeah. like, you know, are you wearing it? You guys don't wear helmets here. It's not legal no. to not, or something close to not being legal in Canada. something weird about it, but you should be wearing a helmet. It's really unsafe. I think it's unsafe. I don't know how people bike in Canada. It's ridiculous, especially on Sherbrooke. <laughs> you should Google this. You should Google the street. I'm going to show you the street and be like, you in Canada, people die because people like um, open the doors of the cars and the bike just like hits uh -huh. the doors. It's completely unsafe. But here, I felt like yep. it was the safest yeah. thing on the planet. The cars are really far away. It's only the canals. But I mean, the canals water is fine. It's not exactly. a real problem. And it's a good excuse to go Iran back home. Center. It's funny to, to highlight what it's like to work in other countries or, or move to other countries for work. Because that, that happens a lot in email, right? I know a bunch of people that either moved from the United States to Europe And I don't know how many other industries do that, but so much. Really I don't think me. there's that many. Like uh, I always thought, because I was, I started. You know, that's what I studied. I was in IT, you know, software engineering. I thought that that would, you know, the whole remote work was more available for that type of job, right? I, I, I've done a lot of things, and unless you had your own, like a freelancer or things like that, it was it's it's a little bit hard with email people especially when like real true email. Okay. I don't know if here, but in Montreal, there's a lot of jobs that are like, we need an email marketeer, by the way, marketeer. What the hell is that? It's a marketer. By the way, that was, you guys are wrong. <laughs> like, Oh, another fun fact. You guys say take away instead of take out. I don't know what the hell you're taking away from the restaurants, but <laughs> in all the movies, And in Canada and the U.S., it's takeout. Do you want some takeout tonight? Not do you want some takeaway? I think it's the funniest thing. So and it hurts sorry. my soul. <laughs> it hurts my soul. I see all these like huge posters on the windows. Anyways, back to email. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have anything to add because or else I'm going to keep adding. No, I'm not going to complain about uh, linguistics. 
Yeah. I think it's I'm so funny. I'm not going to go into this discussion with you again because we could go on with this forever. But it was um, so weird. I just I remember the first time it's I arrived. Away and I'll be good with it. It's everywhere in the windows. It's because it's, you know everything's closed now. So they write it in huge letters, and it's like what? Like at the, at the beginning, I thought maybe it was like oh, you know, the restaurant went bankrupt. At the you know, and they're like, do you want to come grab some chairs <laughs> or whatever? It's just like it's a hundred bucks a chair. I don't know. And then I realized, no, no, no. There's way too many takeaways. And then I was like, oh, it's takeout. It, it took me yeah. a whole full day. It took me 24 hours to realize it was takeout. Uh, <laughs> so that was funny. But back to being in IT, I thought that being like a software engineer, I'd be able to work from wherever. But people always yeah. expected me to be there, to be close, to be available. And when you enter like a real email company, it's so much more different than just doing email for somewhere that does no idea that email is a thing. So you go in and all your job is to write content and shoot out emails. And that was it. There's no strategy. There's no budget. There's no personalization. There's nothing technical, not even remotely close. Uh, You have these huge companies in Montreal, huge. I'm not going to name them because it'd be really embarrassing, but huge companies. Okay. Companies you think are like Amazon or the Googles of Montreal. And they're like using MailChimp or SendGrid. And you're like, what the hell guys? It's (laughs) (laughs) hello. You have, you can have your own infrastructure. You can have your engineers and they're not making money out of it. They're, They're It's literally just like taking some papers, shooting them out from the tallest building and like hope somebody's going to read it. That's what these businesses are doing. And they give like really bad salaries. So like a good twenty, thirty thousand $30,000, which is absolutely nothing in Canadian dollars. Okay. And then you go to a real email company, like where I were, I was very, very lucky. It was by mistake. Cake mail. Yes, it was by mistake. I needed, I had, I opened a business, <laughs> I needed some money and then I fell in yeah. love with it. And the business just completely changed after that. But a real email company is going to put so much effort into every little detail as much as possible. Yeah. Obviously there's resources and stuff like that. There's not a lot of us out there. But the real email companies are going to, even if you don't know much, as long as you're a content writer, they're going to show you how to be an email content writer. Uh, you're a software engineer. Let's show you some how to set up some IP pools over here. You're an IT. Start to, you know, change all the DNS entries and making sure you have dynamic SPF and DCAM. There's so much you can do. And when you find a real, true email company, I think I said real email true, which is fine. Grammar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't care um, about grammar. You can tell. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. I can just pretend English is not my first language, even though everyone exactly. who knows me knows it is. You you can really tell the difference. You can see the effort, the way people talk, uh, the way people are going to argue with business or management, you know, and it's right. just huge difference. People are nice. People are helpful. People work together and collaborate. I've worked in a lot of, um, because I had an agency, I've worked with people that you see there's like competition between the IT people and the designers, right? There's always this big gap between can the designers talk to engineers and can engineers talk to designers. And I was very lucky. I thought I could be right in the middle. And I realized yeah. when I saw email that there was no middle ground. Everybody was, you know, there was a circle <laughs> and everybody was sitting around the table and everyone was equal. The engineers didn't make fun of or like think they were above graphic designers or content writers or managers. Uh-huh. There are e- there are people that I know that are managers and they manage. <clears throat> wow. My, my voice going super Janice Joplin here. My, <laughs> um, uh, these people are like managers or scrum masters or product owners for email specific stuff. Okay. And the salaries are extraordinary. Even, even the, the really low ones, 
are still way much better than a regular social media manager or, you know, the, especially when you're, you're young, when you're in your 20s, which I still am. Um, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's hard. You're going there. You, you've done content writing. Okay, great. Content writing. And people trying to make you feel like beneath what your true value is and content writing you can be a hundred years old and learn how to write correctly. You can be 16 and really know how to write. You know, some people just have the skill. It's unfair. I believe that uh, people who are helping you make more money because this is the whole point of content writing and strategy and marketing and design. They're seen as beneath any other type of thing, but in email, I have never encountered anyone who doesn't feel completely empowered. I think email empowers people that you have these phenomenal content writers that can sell you anything through an email and people hate email. They want it, but they hate it. Like all the, all the graphs or all the graphs, all the, um, how do you call it? Those like, yeah, yeah. The statistics say people prefer to receive promotions and communication from companies by email. But if you talk to a human, humans are like, oh, I get so much spam, just like your neighbor. You have these people that can craft these beautifully amazing emails and that's just like a whole group of people and uh they can sell you something in under seven words you see the true power of a good email versus a bad email and that's the reason we're talking all these companies most companies send emails and email is the last thing on the list it has the least amount of budget it doesn't have email people it's people who are looking online for tips and tricks of how to convert and all the conversion stuff are based on spam tactics and then they use those spam tactics and their emails stop delivering and then that's like a whole thing we're going to be talking about in the podcast and really dive into it. But it's just crazy. Email is a crazy world and everybody just helps everybody. (laughs) It's great. It just doesn't make sense. I've never, I've never been part of a community as strong and united as the email geeks that the email community is. No, I was going to say the, the topics that you covered about, well, designer people, uh, IT people, deliverability people, all being kind of on the same level, not feeling superior or something. Mm -hmm. I I think that kind of shows the power of the email community as well. People are, like you said, always trying to help, be supportive in anything you do. And when I started this, going, well, international and doing my content writing in English and stuff, I really felt that support. I, I mean, started in July last year with this, doing content in, in English. And prior to that, I've always done it in Dutch. And so it was a learning curve, both in writing in English and, well, getting to know the community better because I wanted to do stuff with people and collaborate with people uh, like the bimmy talk or oh, that was well, fun exactly and and joanna i mentioned her name before i wrote a white paper with her with their inbox ads and i'm not gonna promote any companies or stuff like that but they they've been really kind and and we just did that together you know and people well they are supportive so when i reached out to joanna she said yes let's do this when I reached out to Andrew, he said, yes, let's do this. And I was there. I was I was only doing it for about a month. And people yeah, like who the, the hell are you, me. right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, that, it's perfect. Yeah, and that really helped because, well, I may look old, <laughs> but I am not. I really was there as, as a newbie, so to speak. And, and people just embraced what I did, helped me do what I do. But that's the thing. Like you're a newbie because of what? Because you haven't done a really long time or because you don't have the knowledge. If you have the knowledge, period, that's you're fine, right? And the email community is really fair in that sense. Obviously, businesses try to, you know, like businesses are businesses. They want to make money. They don't want to just give it out to yeah. people for free. But they can respect the knowledge you have. If you have the knowledge, you have the knowledge, period. 
Like, it's not because you went to the best art school that you can paint well. If you paint well, you pay well. If you can paint, you can paint. Show me the outcome and people can marvel at it. You don't have yeah. to have gone to the most expensive Paris, like school in Paris or, you know. If you're a good artist, you're a good artist. And in the email community, it seems a little bit more balanced in that way. I assume it cannot probably not be like across the board. But in most cases, most people I talk to have been very lucky. They've been working for supportive companies that when they have the knowledge and the outcome is like amazing, they get yeah. they get glorified for it. You know, it's like <laughs> huzzah, everybody's happy and everybody talks about it. And it's always interesting because every time people talk about email, it's always like this mysterious thing. So everybody's celebrating, but they're not really sure why. They just know it's something weird going on and it just worked. And the email person can, you know, a nice pat on the back is nice sometimes. And it's nice to, to work really hard and you see the, the outcome of it and also other people as well. And with email, I think it's really easy if you know what you're doing. Obviously, you have the information, yeah. you do the right thing, follow the laws. Always a good, a good one there just to put in. That's all you need. And the support of the community. That's how I learned the most. That's how I learned everything I know from other people. Yeah. Email is not something you can learn in school. You can learn how to be an IT manager and things like that, but that's about it. Yeah, I think that what you said, it, it's not being thought at all in schools. And I don't feel like people should do that. But for me, I studied communications and it never, never covered email as a, well, valid marketing source you know uh, talking about social media strategies that talked about pr all kinds of things you can use for marketing and communications but no really never about email and in the end i did an internship during my studies at a email company and i just well like many of us rolled into it and then it kind of well grew on me and and now i'm i'm stuck in email for four years already from from the um, the year that I was studying, uh, there was about 120 students, and I converted one of my friends to to, to join the email call. But <laughs> apart from that, it's it's 118 people that well still don't see the value of email, or at least never were teach told about it. What is that teacher talk? I don't know. You're gonna hear a lot of English grammar mistakes from me, so uh, and for me too. It's fine. Me. Yeah, that's true. I'm the human so, version um, of typo. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny to see that a lot of studies eventually, or the the students eventually roll into email, and and the stuff that they were taught, they they can use it in email, but the studies itself never paid any attention to email, and I think that is the it's both funny and well, kind of worrying, but a lot of people just don't hear from email or hear about email until they somehow run into it like I did. I but mean, like I, real, it's like a difference, right? There's like a difference between just using MailChimp or <laughs> actually understanding how email works. You know, if you can create yeah. a strategy, that's fine. The life cycle, that's fine. But that doesn't mean you you can know how to do email. There's so much more to it, you know? True. It's not those like Udemy classes where you learn that... If you want your email to inbox, don't use these these lists of words and don't use ex exclamation points and don't use capital letters, right? This, that's not learning email. That's not how it works. Spam filters are way smarter no. than that, guys. Way smarter. You're absolutely right. It's really hard. I don't know why they don't they do not do a thing out of it. No, me neither. Yeah. All it's studies just... It's part of our lives. 
Exactly. And and like I said, we just kind of rolled into it. Both you and me never followed education that covered email. Never. I never heard about email marketing until I did an internship. I can't speak for you, but during your education, I don't really think you'd... No, no. Uh, email was covered as a topic. No, and thinking that you can code, like, because emails are HTML, right? And the coding email in HTML uh-huh. is not the same thing as actually coding emails. There's people that specialize in the, all they do is email templates. Yeah. And these phenomenal things, crazy things. And everybody's just like using regular, you know, tools and they're just moving images around and like, yeah, slap it on. Let's go. It's enough. And I think it's unfair that all the big businesses have people like us in them working and fixing everything and managing and taking care of it. And all these small businesses just don't even have a clue that it exists because it's nothing hard. Nothing that we're doing is like so magical that no one can comprehend it. It's just that they don't think that they have to learn anything because everybody sends emails, right? We all know how to send an email, but do we really is the question. It's just a, the answer is no. Sent, right? <laughs> no, it's not just a hit send. Oh, There's dang it. I've been doing it wrong all my life. <laughs> oh, no, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm, I'm really hoping that through this podcast, we can just let people know about stuff and they can just, you know how there's like YouTube spirals? You know, you watch YouTube and you just spiral into nonsense. <laughs> I just hope yeah. the same thing happens to email, but without the nonsense. And they just get really excited and they can, you know, even just keywords, you know, Google this guys, deliverability, uh-huh. try and try and understand what I do and try and like, leave it in the comments and let us know, do you, can you read up on what deliverability is and what is, what does it do? We'll see. <laughs> it's just really, really, it's just really weird. I didn't know what it was. I just wanted, when I found out the job existed, I was like, ah, that's my job. That's what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> And uh, the the rest was history. So there's so many, so many cool things to Google. There's so many tools, way more than just MailChimp. And I just cannot wait to talk to you about all the wonderful tools and all these wonderful people. And it's not selling. It's just tools that I use on a day-to-day basis for my clients or for myself. I'm really excited about that. Really talking about our experiences. Yeah. If you're in the comment section already to drop, what do you think about email deliverability? Please let us know how we did in this pilot episode because <laughs> we'll be doing this for a while, we think. And if you like it, please uh, let us know. And if you have some feedback for us, let us know as well because, well, there's always room for improvement just always. as an email. We promise. Yeah, we promise also that the podcast episodes will not be longer than five to ten minutes. Is that right, Tom? This is yeah, a pilot episode, I, so no one has taught me. But I in the think future. we can stretch it. It is somewhat longer because, well, we've been talking for quite a few times now. And every time we say, let's set a, a time range, we'll double it in the end. <laughs> we we set out on, on 10 minutes per episode, but don't shoot us when it's 15, 20. And now we're into 45 already. So <laughs> let's we'll see if we can it cut it bit. up. We can remove all the yeah. laughter that I have because that's a lot of laughter, you know, <laughs> it's just cut that off well, yeah, it's it's uh <laughs> might end up with five minutes <laughs> exactly so that that's about half of the podcast now just let us know how we did let us know what you want to what you want us to talk about even i mean our first season is going to be we have a special thingy for our first season <laughs> and i'm not yeah, going to nice tell it just yet yeah we do it by theme I'm, we're not going to tell it just yet. We're going to keep it a little secret. 
but we'll show you around the world of, of email and really show you how, how cool email is. So promises to be a, a, an exciting first season. And I hope you guys enjoy and let us know how we did. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us all the way to the end. Yeah. If you're still here, <laughs> congrats to you. Congratulations. <laughs> cool. I guess all we're right. not the only ones who have nothing to do all day. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're doing this on a Saturday, so that really shows how dedicated we are to email, right? Oh, yeah. And it's so fun. You have no idea. You have no idea. It's like I've become an adrenaline junkie for email. Like I do email. Email stuff happen because I know that they happen and I get really excited. Look at me. Just go 44 minutes. We just said bye to everyone. And I'm still talking. <laughs> I'll leave it for next episode. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And um, we'll see you next time. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao.